Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson, the third hour of the Eric Erickson Show. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I am so glad to have you guys with me. Uh, I'm going to rely a little bit on your phone calls here for this segment in large part because uh, after after <laughs> too many weeks of talking, I just have this uh, perpetual sore throat at this point. Um, and it, it has everything to do with the amount of talking I have done in the last gosh, three weeks. I always get like this by the time the election is over. Um, the amount of TV and radio hits I've done. Uh, I, I want to actually spend some time, though, before I get into your calls. And all of you on hold, I will start taking your calls to the segment. But let me talk for just a moment uh, before I do. I talked, did a monologue addressing members of Congress I want to do one addressing my friends in the conservative movement and, and the Republican Party. And I want to say something that is somewhat counterintuitive. And I want to start with a caveat. Yes, I do think there are people in politics opposed to me on the right who do not like this country. And I do think there are malicious people who want to ruin this country. I think there are people who claim to be on my side who want to do that as well. Uh, the the, the so-called alt-right, the people who on our side have embraced white politics. I, I find that ad about white grievances. Uh, it was not a smart ad and probably alienated uh, independent voters in parts of Georgia. There was an, an ad I saw and it was a nationwide ad about white grievances and the Democrats are out to get white people and the like. Uh, I don't, that may play well in a bubble, but I don't think it plays well with a lot of independent voters. And I've got to say, I think the left is going to come unhinged after this election because they were expecting the blowout too. Everybody was expecting the blowout. The pollsters were, the Democrats were, the Republicans were, president was, Nancy Pelosi was, everybody was, and it didn't happen. And the left is going to look at that as affirmation that they're right, as opposed to a warning that if the Republicans just move on, stop arguing about 2020 and stolen elections and act sane, they're going to start winning big. All Republicans have to do is not be as crazy as the Democrats. And there were some really clunker candidates in the GOP who came across as either deeply out of touch or um, deeply nuts, and they lost. And if Donald Trump endorsed them very publicly, very boldly, independent voters tended to think, yep, this is one of the nutters, can't go that way. So let me just say something bluntly and frankly to a lot of you. Stop treating the Democrats as if they are the enemy and start treating them as if they're the opposition. That's not to persuade the Democrats, but to persuade the independents. Because I have to tell you, you may live in a bubble, but I don't. I live in a portion of Georgia that is highly diverse where my neighbors are of every political persuasion, every race and ethnicity. And 
there were a lot of people who couldn't care less about your party. They're going to vote for the candidate they like more than that candidate's issues. They're going to vote for the issues as best they can and educate themselves. And when you come across as an uncredible hack who just thinks that uh, the other side are the enemies and communists and and are going to destroy America, they, they don't find that persuasive. They don't find you persuasive. You need to persuade independent voters. And the way you start persuading independent voters is not by telling them the other side is monsters. You may think the other side is monsters, but you're not going to persuade independents the other side is monsters because the people you're talking about, well, they happen to be kin to Democrats. They might be married to a Democrat. And so what you're doing is you're telling them, hey, I believe the other side are monsters. That includes your wife. So vote for me independent voter. And you know what that independent voter is going to do? Give you a one-fingered salute. Both political parties have worked themselves into existential crises where they believe the other party is out to destroy America. I do believe that the Democratic Party, by and large, led by progressives, want to force me as a Christian to bend my religion to them that they can't embrace federalism. They want one-size-fits-all, secular-based morality. And that, as a, as a Christian to me, says, I can't vote for you. But I can make the case I can't vote for them because they want to impose their values on me and force my faith to conform to their values. And I believe in religious freedom and think that we should be able to settle this at the state level or allow people to agree to disagree without saying they're monsters and communists. They may be monsters and communists. Some of them I think are. But I know better than to parade around to independent voters and just tell them they're monsters and communists. I would prefer to tell an independent voter, here's why I'm better than them. Allow me to make my case to you that is based on why I'm better as opposed to why they're worse. At the end of the day, people want to vote for something. And if you don't give them something to vote for, they will vote for the status quo. The voters of America overwhelmingly believe the country has gone off the rails The economy is bad and the Democrats are bad, but they hate you too, Republicans. And you don't need to give them, contrary to what some of my friends believe, I don't believe you need to give them a sterling message. You just need to show that you're the competent person who's not the brain biblical donkey. Running around screaming about commies isn't going to persuade the independent voters who've heard that rhetoric for years and they don't believe it any more than threats to save democracy are actually what help the Democrats. No one really believes the Republicans are a threat to democracy more than the Democrats because they see so many of the Democrats funding those very Republicans and they themselves can be viewed as a threat to democracy by independent voters. That came out in polling that independent voters thought both Republicans and Democrats scream about democracy and save the republic for their own advantage and don't really believe it so the independent voters don't believe it that message doesn't really sell it doesn't really sell republicans when you scream about democrats as the enemy because independent voters really couldn't care less about your ideological fight they want their 401k to grow and yes they don't want boys on their girls soccer team but they really don't care to view themselves as culture warriors If there is one ultimate mistake Republicans made in messaging, 
It's that they thought the voters of America really care about their message. Voters care about their money. Voters care about their family. And you as a Republican took a shortcut and said, the other side are monsters. Or the other side are communists. Or the other side are socialists. And you and your Republican friends in your group meetings, you take that shortcut and everybody knows exactly what you mean. Independent voters don't go to your meetings, so they had no freaking clue what you were talking about. And you sounded like a hysterical person. Republicans, smile. Republicans, talk to independent voters about why you're better. Republicans, stop screaming that Democrats want to destroy the country because you and I may believe that, but independent voters don't, and you sound a little crazy when you say it. Republicans, preach free markets and free peoples. Republicans preach that the government closest to you is the government that does best and give those governments room to disagree. Republicans, you can do this because the other side comes off as a little nutty when it comes to intersectionalism, when it comes to critical theory, when it comes to racial grievance, when it comes to hostility and anger towards business and capitalism and free markets. You have a very persuasive case to make, but first you must realize that the other side is your opposition, not your enemy. And you must treat them as if their ideas are wrong, not that they are wrong. You must love your neighbor, including that Democrat, and too many of you come off as you don't, and that alienates you from independent voters. And if you think I'm wrong, you find your way to get independent voters to vote for you because you just lost them. And the reason you lost them is that they found they would rather a status quo of something they hate than something they find too crazy to put in power. There's a path forward, and it's not a hard path. You just have to remember that when you're talking to an independent voter, you're not talking to someone who really believes you when you say the Marxist monsters of America are coming to destroy us and eat your children. You got to tell them, actually, you got a path forward to get us out of inflation and lower gas prices and to keep our kids safe and say that over and over and not vilify the other side. People are kind of tired of both sides vilifying each other. Independent voters have grown too cynical for that argument to work. And smile a little more. Stop yelling. That's my job. Now, I will take a phone call before I go to commercial break. Fred, welcome to the show, Fred. How are you? Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking my call and glad to hear your white scans went well. Thank you. So uh, my question is concerning the Senate race. Let's just say Adam Laxall wins in Nevada, and it really does come down to Georgia. To me, there's only one person can get Herschel over the finish line, and that's Brian Kemp. And I know you know him well. Brian, how involved do you think he'll be between now and Election Day for Herschel? I think pretty hands-on. Uh, you know, so here's one of the things I think a lot of people didn't get about the general election is that the way the state of Georgia politicians structured themselves, there's a deep, 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 deep distrust between the state Republican leaders and the state Republican Party. In fact, you wouldn't see the chairman of the Republican Party of Georgia at Kemp's events in the final days. 
Um, and Kemp was able to get the legislature to pass a law that allowed him to restructure his fundraising to allow him more wiggle room so he could bypass the state Republican Party. Now, for those of you who don't understand outside of Georgia, uh, Brian Kemp and the state Republican elected officials despise the state Republican Party because the chairman of that party helped find candidates to run against them in the primaries. Um, Brian Kemp blames uh, uh, David Schaefer, the chairman of the Republican Party, in part for David Perdue running against him. Chris Carr, the attorney general of the state of Georgia, blames David Schaefer in part for finding that that whoever that person was who ran against him. Uh, same with Brad Raffensperger and his challenger all the way through. All of them put their finger on, on the state party chairman uh, being disloyal to them and trying to undermine them and costing them money they shouldn't have had to spend in the primary. And uh, I, by the way, believe them and think it's true and the state GOP should hold him accountable and replace him uh, or they're going to continue to be alienated from the state uh, Republican leaders. But those state Republican leaders set up fundraising structures to bypass the state party. And the result was that they couldn't be entangled with federal candidates as a result because it would have brought into play federal campaign finance law. Uh, the election is over now. Kemp has a ground team still. Uh, as long as the money can be structured in a way that doesn't violate federal campaign finance rules, yeah, I think you're going to see him thoroughly engaged to try to get Herschel Walker across the finish line and show that he is the kingmaker in Georgia, not Donald Trump and not the chairman of the state GOP. I think he's got every incentive to do this now. And by the way, uh, he's gotten elected to a second term, so the voters can't be turned off to him now, even if they are, because he's term limited. He's got the term. Might as well go for broke and try to win the U.S. Senate for the GOP. I suspect you'll see that. I don't know. I have no insider knowledge. I haven't wanted to talk to the man about it. All I know is that Brian Kemp won re-election when you had the state party of chairman in Georgia and Donald Trump after him. So it would just be icing on the cake for him to do what they can't do, which is to get Herschel Walker across the finish line. Americans for Prosperity plays to win. That matters a lot to me. I know a lot of D.C.-based organizations that just want to pass paper around to other Beltway insiders or claim they speak for everyday Americans without ever having to leave Washington, D.C. Americans for Prosperity is different. They're not a think tank. They're grassroots do-tank. Americans for Prosperity is a one-of-a-kind, freedom-oriented, limited government advocacy and accountability organization that actually takes action to expand opportunity for all Americans and defend your freedom of speech. They're doing great work at all levels of government. What's their secret? Well, they don't really rely on Washington. They built a network of concerned citizens who are stepping up for freedom in communities all around the country. If you want to learn more, if you want to find out how to get involved with Americans for Prosperity with a chapter near you, and I assure you, they have a chapter near you, check them out at americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. That's americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. It is raining at my house now as the hurricane moves in from Florida. It was supposed to come in to my neck of the woods tomorrow and it has sped up um, and it is dumping just a whole ton of rain out there. Um, uh, but I, I, I got to say, uh, those of you listening down in Florida, be safe, please. I know that your lakes are maxed out already after the last storm. So there's going to be a lot of flooding. There's a lot of intercoastal flooding in Florida more so than even with Ian. So be safe out there. Hope everybody stays dry and well. Thankfully, it's not a massively, massively powerful storm unlike the last one. Uh, I want to go to the phones now. 
The phone number again, 877-973-7425. Tom, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Did you say Tom? Yes, I did. How are you? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you, and you keep bringing things up that I want to re- respond to. I'm going to stick it with or stick to what I, I talked to your guy with. We're, we're talking about a lot of things, Trump and all these other people. I just find that to be so distracting. I have a qu- I have three three points, not points. I want you to at some point talk about it. Georgia is a an open primary. Is that not is that yes. not right? Florida is closed primary. And if I'm not mistaken, it there were articles after the primaries about the number of Democrats that voted uh, with four people that they thought they could beat. Number one. Number two, you said something about um, I heard you talking about bad candidates or candidates. I want to go to you talk about odds. There were 700,000 mail in ballots. He only lost by 200. Yeah. Isn't how do we know that's a candidate problem or that's a five week whatever? And uh, then probably finally, a little bit of both. Is, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then last night, and I, I saw something last night. They were saying that the eighteen to twenty fives came out and and really voted for the Democrats. And I think that is something we're not even addressing. Um, that that yeah, we're okay. fighting. You know, we're we're eating our own. It, it let, really let me, feels like we're eating our own. Go with you on the on the last one because yeah, uh, the young voters under thirty overwhelmingly voted for the Democrats. Like over fifty percent voted Democrat, um, but they were also the smallest group of voters to vote um, demographically. Uh, Gen Z turned out in in way smaller numbers than every other. Uh, generation, but they voted overwhelmingly Democrat. I got to tell you, I, I get deeply frustrated. We've got all these college groups out there, uh, turning point and the like. What the hell are they doing in college campuses that so many of these Generation Z kids are voting for? Are they turning off voters and converting them to the left? I mean, this is something that the Republican and conservative donors of America need to try to figure out. Uh, number two on Oz, yeah, it's close, close grace. The problem with Oz is that um, he had lower approval ratings among Republicans than his top rival, McCormick. So you go into a general election and you are already like underwater with your own side. You got to woo those people back before you can even begin wooing Democrats back. And he began to do it over time, but it was a slow process. Had you put someone in who the Republican base liked to begin with, who didn't need Trump's endorsement, you would have started with a higher approval of your own side to be able to move forward. Uh, And then the last issue is, I I go back and forth on closed and open primaries because there are some states that are closed primary where you've actually, uh, you will still see Democrats monkey in the system through spending money, uh, which is what they did in a number of states. So a closed primary is, you've gotta be a pre-declared Republican or Democrat to vote in the Republican or Democratic primary. In an open state, you just show up on primary day and say, I want the Republican ballot or I want the Democratic ballot. Um, What Democrats did this time is they didn't go in waves and vote for the Republicans outside of Brad Raffensperger in Georgia, and it helped him get through the Republican primary. What they did is they spent a ton of money highlighting the worst Republican candidate and getting Republicans to vote for that guy. 
The holidays are the most exciting time of the year, and if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you need to get the best night's sleep every single night. It's easier than it sounds. All you need are the softest, most luxurious organic cotton sheets from Bolin Branch. They're made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They make a difference you can truly feel night after night. I have to tell you, as someone who sleeps on them every night, the more you wash them, the softer they get. And, you know, we've got a very thick mattress, and they actually fit the mattress. The the fitted sheet fits our mattress. It doesn't snap off because of the thickness of the mattress, and it doesn't shrink up either, which is great. Bolin Branch products are made different. You get a great night's sleep, and every time you wash them, you get an even better sleep under even softer sheets. Their signature sheets even come wrapped and are ready in a beautiful holiday gift box. Your gift will look and feel great. It's the unboxing experience they'll never forget. Give the gift of a better night's sleep with Bowling Branch right now. You get early access to their Black Friday sale with my promo code. Get 25% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlandBranch.com. That's BowlandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. The offer ends November 27th. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I am going to, you know, so I have a column every month with um, World Magazine. Al Muller, Allie Beth Stuckey, Hunter Baker, and I are going to be doing a um, live stream tonight um, talking about the election results. It'll be fun. Um, I'll send a link out to Substack subscribers later. If you want to subscribe to my Substack, you should anyway, because I've been I've been trying to send out the, the latest, just the objective data. And I, I give my my opinion too, but really, here's the state of play. Here's what's happening in Nevada. Here's what's happening in Arizona. Keeping you up to date on that. Um, if you're a radio listener, you get 15% off the the paid subscription too. But all you got to do, honestly, is just text the word Eric E R I C K to three three seven seven seven. Um, you don't even have to like buy this subscription. You can get so much of it uh, for free. We give the show notes and the other detailed stuff, though, to the page. But uh, send Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Just subscribe to the basic. Maybe you'll see, get into the rhythm of things and see, yeah, I want the extra stuff, too. But at least you'll stay informed. And tonight I'll send out a link to everybody for the World Magazine conversation with Al Moeller, Ali Bestucky, Hunter Baker, and me. It should be a good one. Uh, right now, I want to go to the phones, 877-973-7425. Michael, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome. Uh, very glad to hear about your wife's scan results for, Thank for her, you. obviously, and y'all as a, as a family. <clears throat> um, there are two questions that are kind of related. Number one is, um, outside of, say, like California, New York, Texas, and Florida, um, how does DeSantis fall nationally? And what I really call in about... Um, I know you've run campaigns, so hypothetically speaking here, if you were in charge of the Republican National Committee, um, how would you dissuade Trump from running? Would it be just as simple as getting DeSantis, you and him in, and showing him a board that has the upside of him running with nothing on it and the downside with a lot on it and saying what would it take for you, Trump, to step away and let DeSantis present a united Republican front to the American people for a successful presidential campaign? Oh, uh, great you question, that, Michael. I'd like to listen. Thank you. Yeah, all right. I, I'll let you listen to this, and I need you guys to know there is breaking news right now. Uh, it has hit the wire that uh, President Trump intends to make his presidential announcement 
Um, it will just go off despite uh, an effort to get him to hold off until after the Georgia runoff. Invitations have gone out today. He intends to announce his run for the presidency November 15th. Um, a lot of Republicans believe that will hurt Herschel Walker. They're probably right, given what independent voters just did in the general election. Trump doesn't at this point care about Walker. He cares about himself. I, you know, I often compare Trump. I compare Trump to Smog the Dragon. If you've ever read The Hobbit, Smog invades the mines, the dwarves, and lays on their pile of gold. And the dragon loves gold. The dragon doesn't spend the gold. The dragon doesn't eat the gold. The dragon just wants to lay on top of the gold. That's Donald Trump. The Republican Party isn't going to stop Donald Trump. They can't. They don't want to. Too many of them are on the payroll. Too many of them have built their reputation on Trump. Um, there are too many yes men in the party at this point. You just lost independence. The prominent candidates that Trump picked all have just lost. He lost Georgia. He couldn't beat Brian Kemp. He's probably not going to beat DeSantis in Florida. You've got a, um, you got problems. The reason you have elect, uh, problems is you have an electoral college deficit for Trump. You're going to lose Georgia probably. How do I know you're going to lose Georgia? Well, you lost it in 2020 and then you couldn't beat Brian Kemp. So that's 16 votes down. You're going to lose Pennsylvania. How do I know? Well, uh, past performance is the best indicator of future performance and Oz just sank in Pennsylvania. So that's 19 more votes. You're probably not going to win Arizona. That takes 11 more votes off the Electoral College. Wisconsin is dubious. That's 10 more votes. Uh, All of your candidates just went down in flames in Michigan. Every single freaking candidate that Donald Trump endorsed in Michigan lost to a Democrat. The entire statewide ticket is now, for the first time in 40 years, Democrat. Every single person Trump picked blew up there. That takes 15 off the board. So where do you go? But you can't persuade. I'm getting angry emails from people, all of whom I venture to say are much older than me, telling me, shut up about Trump. Shut up, shut up, shut up. He's he's the best. Those people are diminishing minority now. Dr. Oz has lost Pennsylvania. That's Trump's guy. Don Bulldog has lost a winnable race in New Hampshire. That's Trump's guy. Also four electoral college votes. Blake Masters may pull off Arizona, but it's going to be tough and a lot of money is going to have to be spent there for him. That's 11 electoral college votes. Herschel Walker is getting into a runoff in Georgia. Every single statewide Republican won. Herschel Walker got into a runoff that has something to do with candidate quality. That's 16 electoral college votes. Ted Budd won barely in North Carolina. Trump's guy. Bo Heiss, 
a Trump um, candidate in running as a congressional candidate lost to a Democrat in a district designed for Republicans. That's 16 electoral college votes. Trump's got these problems. He also raised $100 million and didn't spend much of it to help Republicans. You're not going to be able to stop Donald Trump from running. What you can do is you can withhold your money because he smogged the dragon. He wants to lay on the money. You don't give him the money. Well, he's got no gold to lay on and he goes away. This is going to be on you. It's not going to be on the RNC. It's not going to be on the party leaders. It's going to be on the donors. It's going to be on the small dollar donors. The small dollar donors are going to have to go to Ron DeSantis. And then what do you do if you're DeSantis and you do want to run for president? You want to run for president against Donald Trump. What do you do? Ignore him. Trump feeds off the attention. Trump takes a dig at you. You say, I'm not fighting the former president who lost 2020. I'm fighting for the future of America. And pivot to talk about America. You do what Brian Kemp did. You do what Greg Abbott did. You do what Ron DeSantis did. You pivot immediately. Pivot immediately. Trump attacks. You deflect. And in your deflection, you talk about what the voters care about. That's what you do. Ignore him. Ignore him. He thrives on attention. You give him no attention, he has to go away. There are people who are in Trump's orbit who are there because they get well paid. Pay them more. They come to you. There's no loyalty in the Trump orbit outside of a small group of people. Most of those people are highly transactional. They're just with him because they think um, they're with him and they think he's with them, but you pay them more money, they get to you. It is a highly transactional universe without much loyalty. Look at how he threw Don Bulldog under, under the bus. He threw Mehmet Oz under the bus. He's throwing Herschel Walker under the bus. He's thrown Blake Masters under the bus. He's now attacking J.D. Vance for not thanking him on stage on Tuesday night for making Vance happen. Just don't give him attention. Move on from him. All right, let's go back to the phones. Tom, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Good to talk to you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> on a serious note, um, I've been racking my brain over uh, certain politicians, Schumer, Pelosi, Nadler, and um, I'm missing one, Schiff. And I'll throw Donald Trump in there just to make it bipartisan. Um, it's I've just been racking my brain. Where have I seen these people before their political positions? And it finally dawned on me that you used to have reoccurring roles on the old Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, they then, sure did. And then to throw one other one in there, Lori Lightfoot as Beetlejuice. Oh my gosh. That one, you know, um, it, it, it's funny you should say this because around Halloween, there were so many Lori Lightfoot. For those of you who don't know, this is the mayor of Chicago. Oh, really? And she really does look like Beetlejuice. It, it was a meme yeah. that circulated on Twitter, um, pictures of her and Beetlejuice together. And is this her <laughs> or him? And it was it was one of the funniest things. Yes. Uh, Lightfoot, yeah. she's, she's a, uh, listen, I, I'm, I try not to go there, but yeah, she's a she's a interesting interesting.
interesting looking person who on television looks like she's always the deer caught in headlights. All right, one more call here today. Let's go to Bill. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hi there. I think your uh, screener kind of straightened me out on my question, which is basically, uh, I, I still think Trump was the most popular candidate ever to run for president. We know that by votes. Without With DeSantis given no indication he will run, is it really wise to downplay Trump as just he's unelectable again? It, it seems to me only Trump or DeSantis is going to win with Republicans again. We're not going to take another establishment goofball. We're just not. And DeSantis, I think, is a better candidate than Trump because he is Trump, like I told your, your screener, he's Trump with panache. He knows how to say things eloquently and take the roughness out of it. And I think he'd be a great candidate. But if he don't run, to a lot of us, Trump is the only other option. I don't see anybody else that could even give an indication of running that seems to have that electability and popularity. We like Trump because he was mean. For once, somebody spoke up for us and didn't just apologize. That's why he was so electable. That's why a lot of us knew he was going to win. Here, here's, here's. Look, what you're saying is a fair point. Um, I, I have a hard time believing some of the names floated by the GOP could actually not only make it through a primary but beat Joe Biden. Um, there, there is something about Trump that gravitated people towards him. But keep in mind, they gravitated towards him in 2026 or 2016, and then gravitated away from him in 2020. He lost in 2020. I know some of you think it was stolen. I know I can't dissuade you from that, but it's not just him, his candidates who he picked this year. They, I mean, lost. Clearly, independent voters are ready to move on. So if he wants to run again, he needs to figure out how do I get them back? And he can, I guess, run against Joe Biden in the economy, but that's what Republicans just did. And the voters said, yeah, we don't like them. We despise them. We hate the Democrats. But at least we know what we're getting, and we're a little bit crazy. We're we're a little bit concerned about where you're headed. Uh, This is Kaylee McEnany, who is Donald Trump's White House press secretary on Fox. I know there's a temptation to start talking about 2024. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. 2022 is not over. Great point. Every Republican energy needs to go to grinding the Biden agenda to a halt. And that could go straight through the state of Georgia. Does that include Trump? I think he needs to put it on pause. Absolutely. Look, he'll make that decision. He'll make his own decision. But does he go to if Georgia? If I'm advising any contender, DeSantis, Trump, whomever, no one announces 2024 until we get through December 6th. Yes. And yet he's going to do it anyway. At least we suppose. Um, I, you know, here's the thing. I don't think that Trump announcing causes DeSantis to back down. I just, I, I don't think about it. Um, I I realize there are those of you who disagree, and boy, you should see the hate mail I get when I talk about this stuff. But, I mean, the data suggests independent voters. We now actually have the data. These are not prognostication polling. This is how independent voters voted, cross-referenced through the exit polling data that is and has been pretty reliable says they are really ready for an alternative to Joe Biden, and that alternative needs to be a fresh face, not the one they just voted out of office in 2020. 
Uh, if the Republicans want to go down that road, maybe for some of you it'll take doing that and losing uh, to a Democrat for another four years before you realize uh, that independent voters, forget me, it's the independent voters you got to worry about. You do not have the strength alone within your party to get someone elected. You must build a coalition with independent voters, and you lost them for the first time uh, this time. Yeah, they actually went uh, very slimly to Trump in 2020. But this time, they're done. And last time, it was a 45-46 split uh, between Trump and Biden, with Trump only getting 46%. This time, they went 49% to Democrats, 48% to the GOP. You got a real problem on your hands, Republicans. You got to figure out how to move to the future, and preferably with someone who could serve eight years and not just four, which Trump could only serve four if he got reelected. And he can't run with... DeSantis, like some of you want, because the Electoral College for Florida wouldn't count according to the Constitution. So y'all got to figure that out. Okay, I got to tell you about one of the groups that actually made some good inroads at a local level around the country. That's Patriot Mobile. Hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but a lot of parents rose up and voted woke school board members out. And many of the conservatives who were run, uh, who ran, were helped by Patriot Mobile because they dedicate their profits to helping conservatives and the conservative cause. And you can be a part of that just by moving your cell phone business to them. You can take your existing phone number and move it to Patriot Mobile. You can get a new phone number from them if you want, and they have guaranteed great service. They use the same lines, the same cell towers everybody else uses. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can take your business there. You can also call them if you don't want to do it online, 972-PATRIOT. They have guaranteed great service, and they have 100% U.S.-based customer service. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. They take a portion of their profits. They give it to the causes you care about, from the pro-life cause to the Second Amendment cause. They give you great discounts. If you're a veteran, a first responder, a teacher, an NRA member, check them out, please. And know that they really are Christian conservatives committed to the causes you care about. And that's why they want to do business with you. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K or call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. This is the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business grow. If you're looking for big loans like $750,000 or more for your business, reach out to them. Uh, specifically, if you're buying a building or building a building or you're growing a franchise, try to reach out to them. They make their own decisions. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. FirstLibertyGA.com. You notice there hasn't been a whole lot of buzz lately about cryptocurrency. I've been skeptical of it for a while, and it just seems like a house of cards is coming down on crypto. Uh, Sam Bankman freed helped bankroll the Democrats this year uh, for their overperformance. He's a crypto mega donor, was a billionaire. It has all come crashing down for him. He ran a uh, cryptocurrency exchange called FTX, and it fell on financially insolvent times, and another group called Binance came in to rescue it, got into its financials and realized there was no there there. Uh, and the whole thing is coming crashing down. I just, I've never really understand people's desire for crypto. I have a great friend of mine who's a big fan of it, says it's the future. Um, I don't think you can compete in currency with governments. It's one area where governments kind of rule the roost. And people have tried to use cryptocurrency, which really doesn't have, it's not really money. 
It's more of a Ponzi scheme. You can't go to McDonald's and buy your burger with cryptocurrency in most places. Um, and even governments in South America that tried it, it's all come crashing down on them. I would avoid crypto. I'm just, I, the, the house of cards is getting even more unstable than it already was.